Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. So a friend yesterday um, brought up the point of something I've said before, and I'm sure I heard this somewhere, and it was resonating with truth, so I held on to it um, as part of my truth, and that is that all pain is resistance. So when we're in pain, uh, we have to look at what are we resisting. And a lot of times, it's very evasive or elusive. It's not, well, it evades us. Like we totally, the more we try to look at it, the more it's gone. And then, um, yeah, and it, it can be very difficult to find. And these things are often rooted far back in our childhood. So it can be even a place we don't want to go because we are done with that. It was in our past. We uh, finally got through it or, you know, we think we worked through it and we don't want to go back there. But a lot of times our healing process is an unlayering of sorts, like an onion. People always make that onion um, metaphor. But it's just layer upon layer of undoing and it's... um. A process. So when we undo a layer, uh, you know what? Let's forget the onion metaphor. Let's go to the jawbreaker metaphor because that is so much nicer and it will much more um, resonate with this, <laughs> with this little analogy I'm giving. So with the jawbreaker, as you suck on it, you surprise yourself with these new layers of color and that is like healing. So as we heal, we heal um, different layers, different levels of our lives. And it can be our past too. And we could even be working on a, a same situation. And because we had such a big leap of healing, we think it's done. But then as we go through our expansion, we find there's new levels of low frequency that are there. But when we healed it last time, that was adequate frequency. We were in that frequency, so it was okay to have that level of frequency with it. But as we continue to raise our frequency, we have to continue to wash over all those deep trauma areas to be sure that we've cleared them. And we continue to clear them deeper and deeper. And this is just how it works. There's no one time and done kind of thing. There's healing and then there's more healing until you've awakened you know, like that area of your life completely. So um, we do continue to do these cleansings. And as the cleansings are like a jawbreaker, it's like another color appears and another color. And we're like shocked, like, oh my God, that's amazing, you know? Um, so it's really powerful. Now, a lot of times, many of us, almost all of us, you know, there are moments of, ah, like, you know, I got it and this is so cool. But there's often times, especially if we're noticing we are having resistance, that is holding on to pain, right? It's it's pain. And um, 
or no, pain is the resistance. So if we notice we're having pain, then there's something we're holding on to. And if we're having pain over it, we're really holding on to it. What are we holding on to? So as I was saying, it can be very helpful to have someone hold space for you. And there are so many intuitive healers out there who do that. And we hold the space and then we witness uh, going back and just feeling into places without judgment, without expectation, just feeling into them. Is there anything in here feel off or, you know, is there something in here? You know, one time I did a clearing on myself with a guide. I had a healer working with me and it, I thought for sure it would go back to my mom, but it actually went back to my first grade teacher. And I couldn't believe this because that was so behind me. This woman meant nothing to me. I mean, she scared the heck out of me, but I didn't, I didn't like have like she, even though she scared me to death, she scared the whole class to death. I wasn't like picked out of a pile. I saw this was even distribution of hatred. But as I did the healing, I recognized that the violence that this woman brought into the classroom had seriously affected me and I had carried it. I had carried that trauma and that I had to clear it. And I had no idea, none, no idea that, I mean, I never spoke of this woman. Well, very rarely. It was more like how, um, you know, it was one of the last places where they dealt out paddles with a paddleboard and uh, was like, it was almost like, a, what do you call that? There was hands-on punishment. Let's just say that. And watching um, kids get terrorized. So it was pretty bad. But I just was only there for first grade. I wasn't there for second or third grade. I don't even know. Yeah, I went to another school for second grade. So it was just odd. And um, I was blown away. But if I hadn't had that healer holding space for me, I would not have known to go that place and heal that area and heal, you know, forgive that woman. Um, Because forgiveness is a big, big key to this. And this couldn't have come at a better time for me because, I mean, this, this podcast, because I'm experiencing a lot of discomfort uh, and pain with poison ivy on my arms right now. And now it's making me think, what am I resisting? What am I holding on to? Uh, what am I not willing to let go of? Um, and, you know, I've been doing a lot of expansion work. So, of course, if I'm expanding, then there are new lows, new low frequency areas to release. Because what was comfortable a week ago, a month ago, is no longer acceptable in my experience. And I noticed that <clears throat> the expansion that I'm willing to have and welcoming in and the 60 quantum jumping, which makes it happen faster and faster all the time, is showing up so beautifully in my life. And I'm seeing it all around me. And um, it looks like ease and it looks like in the moment recognizing where I used to have a hang up that I'm just feeling so blessed and blissed out by moments now. I'm noticing um, I'm having flashbacks to the most blissful moments of my childhood and bringing them into this now moment. Um, I'm noticing less judgment 
and more flow. So these are all things that are indicative of really great expansion. I just love it. Um, yes. So, you know, I'm going to today do some work around my own experience with my poison ivy and, uh, and see what comes up for me. I, um, I don't know, but it's, it's very, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. So that'll be fun for me to do. So just look at your life and where are you having resistance? Um, can, or where are you having pain? You know, do you have back pain? Do you have constipation? Do you have headaches? Do you have um, urinary tract infection? Uh, Louise L. Hay wrote a book called Heal Your Body. It is fantastic. It's a little book, but it has basically a list in it of all the problems of the body. And well, most of them, areas of the body are all included. And then what those areas represent and the mental causes of problems in those areas. And what could those mental causes be? Then, um, then uh, it gives you an affirmation to undo those mental causes. So that is just super nice. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna do my homework. So I used to do my homework all the time with that book. And what I did is I used that book as my daily uh, doctor giving myself a prescription out of the book. And my prescription would be something that I had to write three times, three times, like in the morning, like you're taking three pills at a time, but I had to do it three times a day. So I would have these paragraphs filled with these sentences, these affirmations, and it would help me to focus in. So in the morning I would wake up and I would take stock of what was wrong with me. And so, um, if I were to do that right now, I would say it was my forearms, my arms hurt, and it was um, poison ivy. I'd look up poison ivy. I would look up itching, and then also my right eye. Um, it just feels like it could have poison ivy, but maybe not. So I haven't been touching it, but it does feel like it's a little wonky, So, um, but it's not a breakout yet. And um, so I'd look up what my right eye represents, and what else? think that's it right now but maybe I had if I had a cut on my finger I would find out which finger um what does that one finger represent what do cuts represent if I had bug bites I'd add that to the list if I was having cramps or stomach ache I would add that to my list um you know maybe I hurt my foot or my ankle I'd add that to my list and then I would look all those things up write all the affirmations down take a moment and just really sit with them and feel into those affirmations and you know, what, how they might be accurate, you know, like, cause you know, they're, I, and also, you know, what I love to do is see how they all tie together. So it's almost like doing an Oracle reading, you know, where you pull out four cards and see how they all connect. So I would look and see how all of the affirmations of my different ailments all fit together. And I will say, I've done these readings for myself from the Louise L. Hay book. And I've done them for other people. And what's interesting to me is that um, when I, I make the assumption when I do it for myself, I'm like, wow, it always seems to be the same, right? So then I make the assumption that they're all the same. But then I'll do the same thing for someone else with their problems. And it's like a whole different um, jargon. It's a whole different like um, belief system. And I'm like, wow, you know, like it just blows my mind. So that's a really powerful tool. Um, okay, 
So, uh, <laughs> we're covering uh, pain and resistance. Let's see where to go with that. Oh, well, it's interesting because pain and resistance ultimately funnels all the way down to our resistance to loving ourselves. But there's a track, you know, what is your track? Is your, is your resistance to loving yourself having to do with being not enough? Is it having to do with um, feeling unloved? Uh, what is the, the track in between, you know, feeling um, un, like not respected or unrecognized? Uh, so it's, yeah, this is what we do. We just, you know, recognize that it's all going to go back to loving ourselves so we can also adopt uh, patterns and exercises and practices in loving ourselves at the same time. So I love that. Like today I did some neatening up in my room. I put some things away and I just enjoyed doing it. I, I got in the shower and I enjoyed the moments of being in the shower. And then when I thought about doing my podcast, I had a process around that. I wanted to go get my green powder. I was down in the kitchen. So I fed the puppy and the cat and then um, I noticed there was dishes to do. And you know what? I made the call to save the dishes for when I get back. So it's these little kind of like moments of being in flow and just without forcing anything, without the efforting, without the judgment, I should do this, I should do that. You know what? Just feeling into things. This is the new us is like not running these old to-do patterns and programs, but rather to be in the moment and to use the moment like We've all have the skills. We have the skill sets. If you want to learn new skill sets, you're going to do it. It's fantastic. But we have the skill sets for doing everything we do right now. So we don't have to force anything. Like, uh, it, Because when we force, it just isn't as, it's just not enjoyable and we're not in flow. And it's not effortless. So by waiting to do the dishes, like I have the skill set, I could push myself through it. I could zone out and do the dishes this morning and I could probably still get everything done, but I could feel in my body this, no, it's not time. And the no isn't, I hate doing dishes. Although it could be interpreted as that the no isn't, um, how come, you know, there's all these dishes in the sink and I'm frustrated and these are not my dirty dishes. No, it it's not that either. And it could go there because that's what we do when we resist. We create stories. We invite stories in uh, to explain or to rationalize these thoughts. But what if that is a resistance thought? Just like pain is resistance and it creates pain, you know, like it creates painful thoughts. Judging other people is painful, judging ourselves is painful. So, what if there was no resistance? And what if? It was just feeling into it and feeling like, do I do the dishes? No. Do I need a story? No. <laughs> what if I, I just, I, I tell myself, I don't need a story to understand why I'm not doing the dishes right now. It's just a no. What about later when I come back from dropping off Bella? Does that feel like a yes? And I got a yes for that. And I was like, ooh, that feels good. So when I come back and I do dishes, when I get back from Bella, I'll be getting in from the cold and going in and uh, the hot water and the process and probably Ursula sitting with me will all be connected and a lovely um, 
just a lovely experience. Whereas now I wanted to do my podcast. I didn't want to, um, well, let's just say it was like, if I do dishes, I want to enjoy the act of doing the dishes. And when I wanted to do my podcast, that would have been on my mind. And I would have been wondering, am I leaving enough room? Now, if I had gotten the feel good, yes, for doing dishes, then I would have trusted the podcast would happen in its perfect time. And if I was feeling like I was going to do it before I brought Bella to school or Phoenix to school, then I would have known, ah, yes, it's all going to be perfect. But I didn't get that feeling. So for whatever reason, there was other things. And maybe the other things had to do with spending time with Phoenix, um, getting the podcast done, not being stressed or worried, uh, making sure everything got done. And there might be some mystery things that after the podcast, I find like, oh yeah, I remembered I wanted to do this before I left. Or, you know, just tripping into things that um, I thought of yesterday but never followed through on. These are the kinds of things. So, that all said, I've gone deep. But um, just recognize if you're having pain to make a note of it. And if the only thing you do is get out your Louise L. Hay Heal Your Body book, get out the book. Maybe look up the thing. And maybe just be open to the fact that our bodies are always communicating with us. And it's up to us to listen and not shut down and go numb, not push it away, because that pushing away is what is keeping us from our next expansion and loving ourselves unconditionally. So those are all some beautiful, beautiful things to have. Oh my gosh, life is so good. So anyway, enjoy the rest of your day. I love you and I'm sending you a big hug. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fawcett, host of That Happiness Show.